right, trying to play with my dog and do a recording at the same time. <laughs> so, um, what did I want to talk about today? Yes, I see you, puppy. I see you. Okay, let me talk. So, I wanted to talk about uh, this show that has gotten a lot of attention. It's gotten a lot of praise, uh, especially for the fact that it's an animated show. Uh, it's on Amazon right now. It's called Invincible. And most might know it just from seeing it, but what some may not know is that this is also another creation from Robert Kirkman, who is the writer and creator of The Walking Dead. Uh, what's funny is this actually is older than The Walking Dead, and for it to finally be something that takes up some kind of uh, notice and gets some, somewhat popular, being that... Walking Dead, I think this the, the comic for this show came out in 2003, and The Walking Dead's comic starts in 2010, and The Walking Dead's comic doesn't even last as long as this one does. The Walking Dead, I think it might last for more issues if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. The Walking Dead is about 190 issues. This is only about the core series for the comic is, I believe, 140 uh, but there are some other comics that are separated from the actual title of Invincible that still exist in the Invincible world, and it's part of the material that if you wanted to really get the full-fledged idea of everything that's happening in the universe, you read these comics too. Some are prequels, some are just events that occur that are lead up to an event that happens in the Invincible. It's kind of weird. I think if you add those in, it's about 200, maybe a little bit more. But um, that's it's kind of odd that they took that route with the the storytelling. It's not like Invincible slash this story. It's literally a completely different version of the comic. So it's hard to pop that up. And that's why I took so long to actually do an entry about this. Because I watched this, I want to say, the show came out in March... We didn't watch it right off the bat. It was a while after. So I want to say late May, I finally got to finally like watch it. And it's a tremendous show. It's so enjoyable. It's very unique in the telling of its story about uh, uh, an alien uh, boy, almost like... And that's the thing when it comes to stories like this. And this isn't the first of its kind to kind of take the Superman concept... And just apply it to somebody else. So essentially this is like the main character of Invincible is kind of like super, this universe's Superman's actual son. Whereas the Superman is Omni-Man and I don't want to give too much away to ruin the story for too many people. But again, I don't know how much I can ruin at this point. It's been out for a couple of months. The comic has been out for years. So Omni-Man is basically an alien like Superman, but it doesn't come to Earth because his planet died. No, his planet actually is flourishing. It's just that he explains that the universe is so vast that his, um, what's the word? His species, I guess, his, his people that are from that planet... I can't think of the name off the top of my head. It's like Vegemite or something like that. It's something, some weird name. But of course, you know, I mean, they have to come up with unique things for stories like this because they still have to make it drag away from anything that you could relate it to. So it's a weird word. I can't think of it. it, it it's like Ve it, Vegemite. It, I don't know. If, I can't remember off the top of my head. But so Omni-Man comes to Earth 
And the premise is that he's one of the strongest of his people, and he's trying to take over Earth. He's trying to establish Earth under his colony's banner. And what happens is he winds up becoming a little bit more human. He winds up falling in love with a woman, having a child. The child grows up, and the child eventually starts developing his powers in his teenage years. And that's what the story revolves around. It revolves around uh, this high schooler who starts gaining the powers of his father. And it's this big, full of superheroes world, which it also doesn't fully explain... Where anybody else gets any sort of abilities or powers. Now, another one of the reasons why I wanted to pause talking about it was because I actually wanted to start reading the comic. So I went digging for them, I found them, and I started reading it. I read the first six issues, the first volume, and I did that for two reasons. One, I loved the show, and just like when I started watching The Walking Dead, I wanted to invest more in this universe. So I start reading the comics because this universe entices me, and... Even though it's already been renewed for two more seasons, doesn't even get a second season. It's automatically get the second and third season. So Amazon is really pushing for this show, and they have plenty of material to go off of as well. So I just wanted to fill my time with being able to invest in that. Uh, I read the first six issues. I haven't read any further because then I started another Witcher book, which I'm also reading the Witcher series at the same time. So I'm bouncing between reading an actual book and reading comic books. So. I wanted to invest more in this, so I wanted to read the comics for that for that manner. And number two is also I wanted to read the comics so I can make sure that the show could possibly do the same thing as, as the comic and live up to its source material. A lot of the times you'll see this thing where people will take the source material and they'll just kind of... I don't want to say butcher it, but... In order for it to get greenlit, they have to make certain changes and take certain liberties with certain parts of the stories or whatever. So, when you read the first six issues, the first eight episodes that are out currently, a lot of those six issues is in there. Not everything, though. That's the thing. Not everything. I'm going to tell you right now. I read the first six issues. I haven't met the Guardians of the Globe yet. And the Guardians of the Globe are in episode one. So I'm six issues in, and the Guardians of the Globe are just mentioned. They're not an actual thing that matters whatsoever. And another funny thing that is changed in the show from the comic is that one of the first battles that um, Invincible fights with his father Omni-Man is the battle against those aliens from like another portal that can't exist in the time like how time exists in our world time is different in their world so they like age super fast so they already fight those guys by like comic four those guys are in and out and i also again haven't seen guardians of the globe it's just omni man it's just invincible a couple of characters have popped up in their like rightful places and whatnot but there are definitely certain liberties that are taken when it comes to the show in comparison to the comic or I would like to say probably it's just more along the lines of condensing a lot of the comic storylines to fit full-fledged um, episodes for this show. Like, there's a lot of other storylines that are incorporated that I haven't even gotten anywhere close to. Like the dude who turns his whole body into concrete, I forget that character's name. He's in the comic, but it's just in that first fight where Invincible gets his suit and he stops the bank robbers and whatever. So, 
he hasn't even had that full-fledged story arc that happens in the show yet. And that's only six issues in. So if they're doing all these stories that are eventually going to come up in the comic, it gets me a little worried because if they are misplacing these things, then what are they taking out and what are they changing? Because I'm saying, telling you, six issues in, the whole show should be about essentially, if it's eight episodes long, it should be the first maybe 10 or 12 issues. Maybe in the next six, these things are going to pop up. I don't know yet, but they're already drifting a little bit more away from how it originally starts to how they're choosing to start it. And it could be that there's a volume that this takes place and the volume could easily be, um, maybe not a volume, I'm thinking of, maybe it's a compendium, when it's multiple volumes put together. So this could easily be the first four volumes. Every volume is six comics. So that's 48 comics that make up eight episodes, that's a third of all of the source material you have. And you're basically renewed for two more seasons. That's the entire series, if you do that math. Because there's only about 140 comics. So, where are the liberties taken from further into the comic you go, where they're actually changing the story to make it prolonged? but also changing things. And like that's also difficult when it comes to the idea of comics because comics already have this visual presentation. Like when they make changes, one of the one of the best examples I can think of off the top of my head is the Game of Thrones show. Dave took so many liberties with that show when they were making it, and there were so many things left out that people, unless you read the book, you'd never hear about them. There's a whole story arc after the death of um, Lady Stark uh, at the Red Wedding, where she becomes, I forget the name of the character, but my wife tells me about her, because she's very into that universe, so she's my like Game of Thrones go-to, and there's this character that she plays, Lady Stoneheart, I think it's called, and I say that if you've read the book, you know what that means. If you haven't and you're just going based off the show, you're never going to know what that character is meant to do or what that character's representation is or how important she is to any sort of stories because they totally cut her out and change the story to fit the narrative that they have for that show. And maybe it's because of budgets. Maybe it's because of uh, certain writing decisions that they might have made. But with comics, all the visuals are there. And... The visuals from the comic to the show, it's very much the same aesthetic. It's very much the same kind of uh, material looking. Even though the comics are old, they still have that kind of glossy like look to them where the show feels that way as well. Like It looks like it's being read off a comic almost. So the there are certain things that I don't know how much of a liberty they're taking with. What I do know is that the show is really good. And if it was good enough for me to say, you know what, I'm going to sit and I'm going to invest in this entire universe, find as many comics as I can, and understand how I'm supposed to read them. Because another reason why I stopped at six is because now you're meant to go, if you look up, like, reading order for the Invincible Comics, you'll see that they put these other uh, comic books from their title different things, but still fall in the same story and same universe, and they're not nece necessary reads, but if you want to get the full scope of everything that's going on, you should read them. So it's not mandatory, but it is something I want to read because I do want to invest in this universe. It's like the same thing with The Walking Dead. You know, you don't play the Telltale games because 
Rick Grimes is the main character. No, the Telltale games told a great story set in the same universe. You don't read the novels about the uh, the governor because you like the governor's character. No, everybody hated the governor's character in the comic books. You read it because it's part of the same universe and it gives you another set of backstory. You don't need to. You absolutely never need to pick up a Walking Dead novel ever. The same thing with these comics. And they're only like three or four issues per whatever story they're making. And they might have been done as, like, trying to do spin-offs, but this was before it was popular. This was before before a lot of people probably even knew about it becoming a show, because it ended a couple of years ago. The series came to an end. The Invincible comic is no longer in print. He ended that story. And that's what Robin Kirkman is known to do. He's known to let a comic go for a certain period of time, and then he gives it an ending. And he gives it an appropriate ending. So I'm hoping that I get there before the new season comes up, and that I can really look at it from a perspective of understanding where they're going with certain characters and what liberties they're taking with the story. And that's how I was with The Walking Dead. And it's nice to kind of get involved in that again because i really miss that feeling that walking dead used to give me now i know walking dead is just now starting to wind down its season as well and i believe that has a lot to do with the fact that rick grimes is rick grimes's character kind of had an exit even though he wasn't necessarily killed he did have an exit out and the entirety of the um walking dead comics is all about the grimes family so i think that was poor writing decisions on the show's part and i don't think they've done anything poor as far as the writing decisions on the show's part for this comic either because like i said there are things that i haven't seen yet but the things i have seen they're they're pretty spot on like when he fights the alien in space that's been the first six issues and that's a great scene that's almost a one-to-one comparison with what happens in the show then they have um like i said the aliens fight is different uh, him learning his powers is very similar. Um, his best friend in the show is uh, just so happens to be um, a gay man. But in the comic, that's not even a thing. That's not a thing whatsoever. He doesn't have uh, an interest in a, um, a girl at his school at all. He doesn't try to have a girlfriend or a relationship. So the whole character arc of him having a girlfriend in the show, stri- as far as I can see strictly for the show i like i said i haven't read that far into the comic maybe she does come up eventually but if she does and they're putting her this early this just feeds my idea that they're just condensing as many stories as they could into the first eight episodes which leaves not much room for these things to happen later on but it's still good it's still worth it and if you like comic books the comic is really worth it as well I mean, the show is just tremendous. It has so many great uh, voice actors. Uh, Stephen Yun, who was in um, uh, Walking Dead as Glenn. He's the main character. You got J.K. Simmons as Omni-Man. Uh, Invincible's mother is voiced by Sandra Oh. Uh, who else has got in there? You got uh, appearances by uh, Zachary Quinto. Um, what's this guy named? Seth Rogen. Even Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill does the voice. I think he's the voice of... Um, the guy who makes the super suits. So if you ever like listen really closely when they go in to see the guy who makes everybody's like suit, he's that that's Mark Hamill. So this is ha- this has some really good voice actors in it and it's just it's a really good show and it's a really nice uh telling of a story like this just for its uniqueness and its ability to kind of separate itself 
from other, uh, what's the word? Maybe like, I don't want to say ripoffs, but like a nicer word from ripoffs. Because like, there was a horror movie that came out a couple of years ago. Uh, I forget what it was called, but it was almost like a what if universe. You've heard of the what if story where if Superman, instead of landing in fucking Kansas, Oklahoma or whatever, uh, America, he lands in Soviet Russia in the 60s. And it totally changes the entire perspective of Superman. It changes the entire perspective of uh, the Cold War, and it just it, it makes a huge change in history as far as that's concerned. And that's like that's DC's what if, like what if Superman landed in Soviet Russia instead. So there was another film, a horror film that came out. Oh, I forget what it was called, and it was basically like what if Superman landed, but instead wanted to friggin' kill everybody. <laughs> and it doesn't he doesn't the the kid who is playing the alien, he lands, the parents take him in, and they're like, You're our son now and he gets older and he starts realizing he has these powers, but he also has this dark personality, and then he turns into this superhero serial killer and starts killing everybody. And it's basically if Superman was eight years old and just decided to murder the entire town. So there have been various different takes on what you can do with the Superman origin story and the universe you can build around it. Again, the one thing I have to say is not clear is where everybody else gets their powers. We know Invincible is the son of the alien-human hybrid, which is why he has the same powers as his father. So we know his father is from another planet where it's very humanoid but they have all of these it's not even like oh it's the sun that doesn't no they're just born being this strong and developing these powers and nobody else is explained there's a bunch of different superheroes and they all have these very unique powers and there's villains who have these very unique powers and the world is very aware of them and they're used in uh, governments and whatnot and then there's also planets where the vi villains will come or you can hire mercenaries and stuff and it's it's very vast the world that's set up in just eight episodes and just within fir the first six issues this universe is set up very very well but no nothing has been explained so far to how all of these other regular humans how they are born with powers how they have the abilities that they have because not everybody can be an alien unless you're making the the case that that's just a common trait in the world in this universe like how in a certain perspective of what's how can i relate this to so like in heroes there was the thing where everybody was born with it but nobody knew about it so if you take that perspective of Everybody is born in some way, shape, or form having some kind of ability that they don't know until a certain age. And then you're just adding the fact that it's also this vast universe and there's all these aliens and whatnot. So it's like, it's very strange. Because even other places in the comic world, like in the Marvel Universe, the only ones that are really like born that way are anybody that's part of the... The, the mutant X-Men kind of storylines and whatnot. Spider-Man's bit by a radioactive spider. He's not born that way. Captain America is made with the super serum, so he's not born that way. The Incredible Hulk tries to mimic the Captain America super serum, fails and becomes the Hulk. He's not born that way. Nobody is really born with the powers they have in the Marvel Universe to an extent. But the same thing goes for DC. 
Wonder Woman is just a part of the the Amazonian uh, mythology, so that's where she gets her powers from. Because in that realm, the the D, in the DC universe, the the Greek mythology exists same way as Marvel is the North mythology. That's why Marvel has Thor and a lot of the and a lot of the storylines involving Wonder Woman incorporate characters like Hades and Ares and Zeus and whatnot. Uh, then of course there's Superman. Superman's an alien. Green Lantern. Green Lantern is part of this alien, this universal alien police force. You know what I'm saying? He's not born that way. So it's very interesting to see this concept where they're taking this universe and they're just saying, oh yeah, some humans, they're just born with the abilities that they have forever. And that's just why we've been able to format the way we do things in our everyday lives around people that are born with superhuman capabilities and it's very vast there there's a there's a character called duplicate and her name is kate so duplicate you get it it's funny but yeah she's basically a multiplier and what's funny about a lot of her scenes because the other thing about this that makes it separate from everything else there's a lot of death there's a lot of people getting beat up there's a lot of blood there's a lot of unexpected kind of twists and turns with stories and characters and it's it's very much like you don't you almost want to go into it with that game of thrones walking dead attack on titan just you go in there and you don't expect anybody to survive don't get attached to anyone because you never know what's gonna happen and i'll go back to the character like duplicate and when she duplicates herself, all of her other selves can just die. And the only way that she can survive is as long as she there's at least one of her remaining. And I think it has to be the original one, because every time she makes another one, they get a number. So she has like a suit where it'll show each number for which one she is. So as long as number one stays alive, the others can just keep perishing and they're just blowing them up like left and right they're blowing up duplicates like it's christmas so it's still this it still goes back to there's no explanation to where those powers come from for her none of these people none of them have an explanation to where their powers come from so if i'm just meant to assume that yeah they're born that way okay that's not explained to me so i'm just meant to assume that right off the bat because the only explanation we get for anybody's powers is invincible he's an alien or he's half alien half human so if, you, if you're willing to give me that much of an explanation, I should at least get something where it comes to, like, maybe the CIA character explains, yeah, you know, we're just going to wait for the next batch of humans to be born next generation or every time somebody turns. Like, if, if they explain that everybody develops their powers when they're teenagers, which is why, like, the 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 emphasis on him being a teenager and him getting his powers on like his 17th birthday or 16th birthday or whatever then sure but then again he's also just getting his powers and joining this universe where there are teenagers who are his age or older or even younger maybe i can't think of it but i can't think if there's anybody younger than him but they all already have their powers and they're already established as being superheroes they're already very well established in these groups as being, you know, powerful beings that can help, you know, protect the world. So there's a little bit of a gray area in that respect, and I'm not too strung up on it. I just, it does bother me, because I do feel like there needs to be more explanation, and hopefully we're getting two seasons now after the fact. So within there, maybe we'll get some explanation to 
everybody else's origins in some way, shape, or form. And I just, I have really, really, really great expectations for what this show will have moving forward. And I'm looking forward to reading more of the comics. So I would totally suggest you guys check it out if it's something that you might be interested in. Or if it's something that you've been cautious about. Or even if you have watched it, try to find the comics. If you're a comic book reader, specifically. Because there are really, really good comics.